if we want to beat five countries, suddenly we need to, to do something really special. No? And we will make it because it's, this is our goal. Olympic Channel Podcast. That was four-time Olympic medalist, artistic swimmer, Andrea Fuentes. I'm Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. We find the best people to talk about the biggest Olympic talking points every single week to inspire and motivate. If you love the Olympics, then you should subscribe right now, wherever you find your podcasts. Olympic Channel podcast. Confidence, it's high in the USA artistic swimming team. Who's the best team? Who's the best team? Who's the best team? But the odds, well, they're stacked against the team. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three. Yeah. Now, now the shoulder. USA haven't had a team at the Olympics in what was then called synchronized swimming since 2008. And that's a little bit strange because USA was the birthplace of the sport. Maybe, just maybe, that's about to change. These young women have chosen to go all in to make it to the Olympic Games. They're living together in a house in Las Vegas for a training camp. We wanted to get to know them a little bit better. Emanuela Chak Makchan from the team was there to show us around. Hi, welcome. Hi. So this is your house? Yes. Usually we all ch like live alone with either families or host families. And then we come for the day to train our place and then we go home. So it's really nice to have this like new experience all together it really helps us with team bonding and like everyone gets to know each other more. What is the funniest of all of these? Paige. Paige. <laughs> I think the word that we are is revolutionizing because like we are going to Tokyo no matter what. Everything is in our power and we can do it to make it possible. <laughs> yeah. Ten teams will make it to Tokyo 2020, and there are three routes to do it. Win the World Championships, win your continental title for the USA, that means winning the Pan American Games, or finish in the top three at the Olympic qualification event in 2020. The girls have some help in the shape of four-time Olympic medalist Andrea Fuentes from Spain. She's the head coach of the US national team. We are doing a strategy to make it in five months what other teams took years to achieve, right? Andrea has an amazing CV. She's the most decorated swimmer in the history of the Spanish national team. She's a 16-time world champion and was crowned European champion 11 times. We have a very difficult situation because we are in a sport that um, climbing to the top requires a lot of time. Reem Abdelazem from Egypt joined Andrea as an assistant coach. She is a collegiate and US national champion who has been part of the USA Synchro team for more than seven years. 
I think the U.S. has been going through so many different changes and now our value is as one, we work to make a change, to earn respect, to make a statement and to show the world that yes, maybe we're the youngest head coach, youngest assistant coach, youngest team, but that doesn't mean that we can't earn um, our spot and we can't earn the things that we want to show to the world. Silver medalist representing Spain. Andrea took her first two Olympic silver medals for Spain in Beijing. The US team finished fifth that year. She went on to take a silver and a bronze home from London 2012. I'm a person who loves uh, difficult challenges. They make me feel uh, I can achieve anything I want in life. I believe in, in the power of the passion to achieve anything you want. So. It's just to prove myself once again that, that we can make it. Reem is also a two-time Olympian and a big, big believer. The strengths of the team, I think, for these girls, they all come from different parts of the country, from different cultures. They have backgrounds of um, diversity. And I really believe that the diversity helps them a lot as a team because um, they all have a different understanding um, for many things, for you know, patience, for persistence, for how to deal with stress, all these things. So they are a very good group of girls together who have so many different strengths and it complements them a lot. The values of this team is we are empowered women. We follow our dreams and we make them happen. And uh, with passion and positivism and no complaining, it's tools that we use every day, you know? They are rebels a little bit. They're not your typical I'm afraid of the risk or at least from what I've been seeing for them it's been unbelievably improving so I feel like they're ready for the change. They're doing whatever they need to do to take that next step that they're not the young team, they're the fresh younger team but a younger team with a completely different vision than ever before. Back in the Las Vegas house, it's time for food. Some of the athletes have their mums who are there helping make meals. These are our superhero moms who baked us the best lunch ever. So this is Lumila and Nicole's mom. We shop, we cook, we help them to get around the house and then we go to our places. This is Katrina, Maya's mom. And this is Stephanie, Paige's mom. It's not enough to have the mums, Andrea, Reem and the team. They need something else. They need something special, something different. And that means experimenting. So they've come up with an idea. They've employed the services of robot dancer and viral video star Chad Smith, a.k.a. Mad Chad. He's got over a quarter of a million Instagram followers, plus over 100,000 YouTube subscribers. He is a body-popping street dancer, and he's just one of the best in the world. I was really surprised when Andrea called me and reached out to see if I could help. You know, with the with the US Synchro team, it, it wasn't even on my radar that I could be helping with, you know, a competitive Olympic team. 
potentially. I probably learned as, as much or more about synchronized swimming than they're learning about robot. I, like, I love working with, um, you know, people are very passionate about what they do and very focused on what they're doing. That's we need to learn a lot about isolation, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, let's just start from the basics. Yeah, okay. Isolation, I guess. All yours. I mean, the biggest challenge is just trying to understand what it looks like in the water. I have to kind of learn a little bit about synchro and understand their, like, their hand signals and kind of what represents their legs, what represents their arms. So that's been probably the most challenging thing, I guess. You guys are gonna be doing something different with your feet in the water, but I just wanna get you started with like the basics of starting and stopping your body. Usually it takes about a year to come up with a routine. Chad was with the team for two days. We're gonna start kind of angled like 45 degrees to the left, and we're just gonna to turn to the right. It was all Coach Andrea's idea. It's a thing that I love from I was nine years old, I think, and uh, planning to do it from a long time ago. Yeah, I have it in my head from ages. And, and I thought this is the moment and it's the, the place because Korea and Japan are, are like the audience will be with, with us. If we want to beat uh, who we want to beat, which is um, five countries, suddenly we need to, to do something really special. And uh, we're just starting to learn and we will make it because it's, this is our goal. They're a young team, but I think they have a ton of potential and they have a good, they have good, great coaches. They have a good team behind them, a good support group. And so I think, absolutely, I think they have a chance. So the team spent months honing the routine and now have traveled to Spain to perform it outside of the United States for the first time. Coach Andrea Fuentes thinks that the FINA World Series event in Barcelona is a great testing ground. I think it's um, the most important competition um, of the year, um, just before World Champs, because it's like a World Championship. I mean, it's only missing China and Canada in the top ones but i think um, it's great because everything is settled like the world champs so it's perfect for us as a training and also to handle the pressure it's our very first competition outside of the u.s because we already had u.s open this one is kind of the entrance to the world assistant coach reem abdalazim the world has been expecting a lot from us we've been doing all the marketing we've needed we've been talking to a lot of people we've been kind of letting everyone know that what we're doing is something that's different than what's usually shown. And we really want to show that we're not just doing another synchro program and synchro routine. We really want to bring some art to the sport. And so for us, the first entrance is the first impression. And we want people to see that we're doing things differently than usual. Succeed is about attitude. They want to see happiness, they want to see people who's fighting for it. Brave, brave, brave. Don't think no fear, think I'm brave. I got it, think positive, okay? okay. 
when you will jump, think, I got it, I got it, and you are watching it. Everybody in your face, okay? So who you are here, best country in the world in everything, in synchro also, right? Yeah. Right. Seven out of 13 teams. Speaking to Lorena Encabo from the Olympic Channel, assistant coach Reem seemed overall satisfied. Our athletes are not supposed to be prepared for this meet the way other teams are supposed to be. We, I want the world to know that we've had four months. Andrea, the team and I have had only four months together. So this competition to them, our expectations was this is a practice but it's also an entrance. So you have to go, you have to have good swims, you have to improve the goals. Like you have to just hit the goals. Um, when they're more prepared, this should not happen and will not happen. And that's also something that we want to make sure people know. It's very different. Apart from that, uh, what kind of uh, mental training do you do with the, with the team for them to be prepared for this kind of super big competition? Yeah. Oh. The mental work is a lot. Uh, I think I play the role of a team psychologist and it wasn't uh, meant to be that way in the beginning. It was just, I think it's, my motto is it's very important for me to sit down with the athletes doing nothing but just talking about whatever it is that they need to talk about outside of synchro to make sure that they're mentally okay and to make sure that they say whatever they need to say, whether it's about the team or it's about outside or it's about being at home. They're so young and they come from so many different parts and they really do need guidance in life. And when I remember when I was 16 and 17, I needed guidance in life. And we spend eight hours a day with them. And I think that we should be able to make that impact in their lives, that whenever they're done with us one day, they've learned a lot of things, you know? So we enter their brains many different ways. And Andrea and I both are, are very good with listening to them and being patient. Andrea more than I am, she's more patient than I am. And also teaching them how to love um, unconditionally because I th we both, Andrea and I both think it's very important in a team to understand that you just have to accept how people are and that's the best way to find a team. Actually they competed much better than, than we thought. So this means that sometimes you have as a coach to not be in because you have different energies. So be alive no? and, and smart to see when they need you, when you're bothering them. No? As Rim says, uh, they felt our pressure from not direct pressure, it, it was um, quite quantum pressure. So they reacted and actually before the swim, before the competition, they were more calm than ever. They were quiet and focused for the first time. And this was, was very good um, for the whole team, for the whole process. We learned a lot. Just four months ago, Tokyo qualification seemed like an impossible dream. The results in Barcelona was good practice, but 
there's still a way to go. Crucially, USA were placed behind Mexico, who finished fifth at that World Series event. They will be their rivals for a spot at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. They will need to beat Mexico and win at the Pan Am Games in Lima, Peru, in order to get to Tokyo 2020. Assistant coach Reem remains optimistic. This is the year that we're going to break the rules. We, we, as the US, have not been making the past two Olympics, and this is a dream for many athletes, but we've decided that we're also going to do it together, to leave homes, to train in the same facility, to train full-time, to make our dreams. And so this team has completely and utterly started to break all the rules with choreography, break all the rules with the system, break all the rules with how the U.S. has worked as a team before. So we're making the Olympics in 2020 and we're really excited to show what we have. <laughs> I'm gonna watch myself in two years saying this. <laughs> You're like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Big thanks to all those amazing women in that podcast. Andrea Fuentes is Andrea Fuentes83 on Instagram. Reem is R-Y-M-B-O-S-S-A-T-Y. That's on Insta as well. I am at Eddie Knowles with an I and an E on socials too. Another big thank you to Lorena Encabo. She was the producer and reporter asking the questions. She will be in Lima for the Pan American Games from July the 26th to Sunday, August the 11th for Olympic Channel. Follow our handles at Olympic Channel if you want to stay across how the team gets on over in Peru. Tense stuff indeed. This podcast was number two in a series of three podcasts in the run-up to the FINA World Championships, the Aquatic Championships. Last week, we had Canadian diving pair Jennifer Abel and Melissa Cintrini talking about their friendship in and out of the pool. And next week, we have a very, very special 100th, I know, I can't really believe it, edition of the podcast with none other than the British Olympic champion and world record holder swimmer Adam Peaty. Now, seeing as it's podcast 100, I made you a little taster to get you in the mood. So here's Adam talking about his winning mentality. Let everyone talk, you know, I'm just going to focus on what I do um, and not get carried away with the show. I love the show, but I've got to tell myself that you know, it's all about the race and you know, it is. What I've realised in the last you know, few years is that you know, sport isn't against anyone else, it's what you can do in here. Courage, integrity, belief, that's what I've got tattooed on my inner forearm. They're my kind of three staples of life that I go by, um, especially integrity. I believe I've stayed true to who I am from day one. Poseidon, God of the Seas, Olympic rings in there. Equilibrium, that obviously means for me, balancing all areas of my life. Chilling for me is just kind of almost getting that inner meditation and you know truly finding the best version of yourself. Once you find it and you kind of control your inner energy, you know you, you kind of really know, you know when to unload that energy into a race. I think once the sports consume you, you haven't got the best version of yourself. 
when I have fun and when I'm, you know, focused and when I've got passion and when I'm, you know, um, a little bit angry, that's when I become into my, my best of myself. So that's coming up next week. Make sure you hit subscribe for that one. Give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Thank you to you if you have already done that. That is it for now, though. See you soon. Think like an Olympian.